0: It's not terrible. It's, it's Again, this is something they kind of put off to the side for now. But right. this is sort of, I don't like it. But <laughs> in my mind, it's one of the least offensive things they've talked about.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back. How you living? Episode 101, No puts Given. Tony, I have... Two T's. They say USGA on them. Probably can't see that. They say USGA on them. Where do you work. think I would like to stick these, Tony? <laughs> yeah.
0: Nowhere good. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what USGA. Yeah, two, a are, couple. Are top. they wooden? Because <laughs> I think I think you would definitely like to break them off. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's probably fair. We're talking USGA equipment memorandum and. Uh, is there a technology that you can't play golf without today? So let's get into the USGA equipment stuff here. First of all, Tony, what is the memorandum? What came out? Maybe just give us a brief, you know, kind of a brief recap on the current state of affairs, if you will.
0: Yeah, so this was, oh, I'd have to look. What was it? This has come out March, April, man. March, I can't remember. So it's the latest communication from the USGA on there various aois or areas of interest so the things that they will be looking at or continuing to look at or perhaps looking at differently as it relates to the distance problem that uh yeah. it believes exists currently so okay yeah so the the most latest one and again i don't know off the the, the date off the top of my head but um kind of looked at two specific areas one of them is a change to the ods which is the optimal distance standards which is how they they test golf balls for conformity the change there is they were looking at at moving from optimized to actual so what is optimal so yeah so optimal as it sounds yeah so optimal is like hey if If we hit this ball at the optimal launch conditions, how far would it go? So it's sort of like, hey, this is your best case scenario for
1: distance. So like theoretical Um, distance.
0: Right. Yeah. It's as as much as you could get out of a golf ball. Now, the reality is golf companies know this. USGA knows this, that there's optimal and then there's what people actually do. And so that's where the idea of using sort of an actual standard an actual launch condition instead of optimal launch condition is the standard. And they're still toying with that for now. They've kind of that's one of the things they said. Hey, we're not going to look at this right now. We may come back to it. Uh what they're looking at is the change to the ODS, which would change the swing speed at which they test balls from a 120 miles an hour to 125. So okay. swing faster, but keep the cap on distance exactly the same, which is 317 yards plus or minus three yards of tolerance so we're gonna we're gonna test faster but the ball can't go any farther which
1: okay so i doesn't doesn't
0: take any real math to to figure out
1: what that means i was gonna say so am i missing something here or is basically the ods part saying okay we're going to test a golf ball at a faster swing speed five miles an hour faster but it can't go any further if That is true, then the only answer is to make the golf ball go shorter.
0: That is how I understand the math tour, and the change is coming because they're they're kind of looking at what's happening on tour, and so 125 is basically the speed at which the fastest players on tour swing. That's not the average swing speed. <laughs> no, that's like it's closer to 115. Yeah, so it's not the actual swing speed, and it's you know about a million miles an hour away from what the average golfer actually swings. Uh, so that's it's really like you know. Trying to say, hey, this is this is where we are today with the fastest players in the world. let's draw a line here uh, okay, that's kind of and again, just a consideration, not a new rule yet. kicking the tires one of many, many things they continue to kick the tires on, all in the interest of stealing distance from the average golfer,
1: okay, so ODS. so this memorandum, quick recap ODS or, uh, memorandum comes out to equipment manufacturers saying, hey, here's some areas of. Interest. Here are a couple things we're interested in exploring further. One is basically how fast a golf golf ball can be. What were the other couple that were in there? So the other one, and again, this is just with that latest memorandum,
0: which you know we can talk about the previous stuff because there's some interesting pieces there. But the other thing right. they're looking at is <laughs> possibly. So rewinding a little bit, one of the things they said, hey, we're gonna we're gonna put off to the side for now is changing the CT rule. And so the big change that they were kind of looking at but are paused looking at for now is is ultimately a change in the tolerance. So right now the tolerance for CT 239 18 tolerance gets you to the off quoted 257 number. Right. They are so what was on the table what they were thinking about maybe not thinking about might think about later is dropping that tolerance from 18 to 6 so (laughs) that that's kind of your background here is kind of how we jump so what they're exploring now is a model local rule to govern both ct and moi or maybe that's two model local rules but the idea is hey you know maybe we're going to allow for a local rule that would presumably limit how fast a driver could be we're going to allow a model local rule that would presumably limit moi the club had and keep in mind right this could work in inverse where they could say hey here's here's a new ct standard here's a new moi standard however we're going to allow for a model local rule that would potentially allow you to use a more forgiving driver a faster driver who knows again just kicking tires here man we're, we're so these are kicking tires
1: to be clear these aren't decisions that have been made nothing's been decided so we don't have a real real context but we got ideas we have ideas and areas of interest and quick math a reduction of roughly 12 microseconds from 257 being the max with the allowable 18 down to 245 being an allowable max is roughly 12 microseconds that's like what a couple tenths of a mile an hour of ball speed. Ah, uh,
0: so here's here's kind of like the math. I functional back, back functional, the knack, What difference may, does that make? So I may I may get text messages and tell me I'm wrong here, but my my quick calculations. So right, two thirty nine plus eighteen equals two fifty seven. Right, two thirty nine is supposed to be the limit. Right, that's what the USGA wants the limit to be. But right, as as manufacturing tolerances have gotten tighter companies are pushing that limit so in most cases i can't speak for everyone but i believe based on what i've heard that actual manufacturing targets are between 242 and 245. okay which Um, would make sense right if they if they tighten up those tolerances and everything slides accordingly i think that nets out to about a new target of 230 which is from a mile miles an hour perspective
1: a little bit more than half a mile an hour Maybe okay. two-thirds of a mile an hour, somewhere in that range. Okay, so one other question that I want to come back to that. Well, let me ask this one first. A half a mile what? I mean, of what good? It's like, that's great. I eat 4,000 calories today, and I'm going to reduce that to 3,812 <laughs> because that's going to make it. I mean, to me, that sounds like 0. 0.5. Like, why well, why is, even is go through the problem that, to do that? That sounds ridiculous. It scales
0: well. So that's, I mean, this is right. It's It's... Again, somewhere between a half, maybe two-thirds of a mile an hour at 100 miles an hour swing speed. Okay. I'll call it 140-ish, 140, somewhere 140, 145 mile an hour ball speed probably. Okay. Extrapolate that out to 125, and now you're you're starting to – A couple miles you, an hour. You're, you're starting to steal – yeah. You're, you're getting into a handful of yards, give or take, that you can get back. Okay. So that's so – it's, th- it's not terrible. It's It's – Again, this is something they kind of put off to the side for now, but right. this is sort of – I don't like it, but in my mind, it's one of the least offensive things they've talked about. Too. Well,
1: it doesn't change the technology of the driver, this, that, like – okay. But you used a phrase a minute ago that most people probably don't understand. What the hell is a model local rule, and what does that actually mean? Because I have two thoughts on, on what this – Well, I mean, it's – I
0: think a it? lot of local rule has become USGA speak for bifurcation because you know, they don't want to have two sets of rules right, to govern a single game.
1: Uh, but well, They don't want to have one set of rules for tours, professional, as we do in many, many other sports, right? The rules right. in the NBA are different than the rules in college basketball, and somehow they find a way to exist just fine. But golf has always kind of said, hey, it's one body, a unified set of rules under which all golfer like as though we're meant to believe. Well I think that. I
0: think there are some decent reasons for that we can talk about. Um but but yeah a model local rule essentially introduces bifurcation. And again it, you can do it either way, right? And say, right. hey, here's here's a here's a new cap on driver speed. Um but we'll have a rule a rule that allows you to be faster. In, so, in some circumstances, or it could go the other way. Here's here's one that's faster, but we have a... Or today's standard, and we have a local rule that says, hey, for this, this tournament, your driver has to be slower.
1: Okay, so for a model York's local rule... Golf ball, anything. A model local rule gives that tournament or that event or that person, whomever, the option to institute this rule that's there. Whereas, if you're playing under... USGA rules. You don't have the opportunity to say, yeah, okay, we're gonna go ahead and use this one, use this one. Nah, let's not use the one ball rule. Let's go ahead and use this one for, you know, penalty areas, but let's not use that one for out of bounds. Like you don't get to pick and choose and be selective with USGA rules. However, that's exactly what a model local rule would do. It was, it would say, hey, if you want to, if you're so inclined, you go right ahead and use this model local rule for x number of events we're just going to give you the option
0: yeah and i think i think sometimes model local rules work really well i just think they're not ideal for the equipment situation where you you don't want to have a carpenter have to go to a job site and use different tools right like this is here you can use your power drill um this one old school you gotta (laughs) crank it around but again like the you know I, i think there was the model local rule that was instituted a couple, maybe three years back at this point. I, I don't know what number. I don't know what it's officially called. But right. it's that one that basically says, hey, if you saw one off OB, off the T, right. you can drop in the fairway.
1: And, and you're hit hitting four. Four.
0: Yeah. So that, I think, you know, that speeds up pace of play. Um, it doesn't require, you know, you can adapt to that rule if you if you play by that every week. And then you go to a tournament and it says, Hey, no, we don't do that here. That's an easy transition. It's, it's very different than having to to use a different driver or play a different golf ball or, or basically alter any piece of equipment that you, you're you accustomed to using. And, and certainly at the professional level, optimized and are really comfortable with. So yeah, again, some model local rules good. Others seem like really bad ideas to me.
1: I feel like the concept of the model local rule is is good. In in the way that you said where like I play in a Wednesday night league, nine hole league, whatever. We use that, that rule. If you pump one out of bounds, drop, you're hitting four. In fact, we ask people to do that because, so that they're not pumping three out of bounds, you know, or whatever. And it makes sense, right? It works. I feel like on the equipment side, it feels like a chicken shit way of the USGA basically saying we want to both have and eat our cake. We want to impact equipment standards, and we want to change things, and we want to follow. It's like you've probably done this with your daughter, Tony. I know I certainly have. You know, the daughter says, hey, what time should I be home tonight or, or whatever? You're like, you know what? You could come home at midnight. That's your normal curfew. You know, I know you got a big day tomorrow. You got a soccer game early. You could also come home at 10 o'clock and get a good night's sleep. But guess what? Hey, you know what? It's your choice. You do whatever you think is best. Come on. Yeah. Really? It's, like, it's
0: it's dicey. And again, I think I think for sort of rules of that govern play, right? T degree and that kind of stuff, model local rules can be take super a beneficial. drop here,
1: don't take a drop there. Yeah. Yeah, this- but in terms but again, your
0: golf is unique in that the the lines between amateur and pro. Can get pretty blurry. So if you are playing in a Wednesday night YMCA leg for basketball, you're you're not gonna do that and then go play in an NBA game the next week. Whereas here you have that that kind of amateur Harry Nodwell, right? Our Harry yeah. is everybody's favorite is
1: an amateur, but he's still well, actually playing. he
0: is now pro. He is but, pro
1: now, but was an amateur.
0: Right. And so imagine, right, if he's, you know he needs two sets of equipment because hey you know here's a tournament that has a local rule in place or or just because or uh, guys that aren't pro right the true amateurs that hey compete as amateurs and then want to make that jump and and try and qualify for a US Open right where you're going to play against professionals you have that mingling right what are you going to say well you know this is what you play all the time but now you've stepped up and the rules are different i don't know i don't know how you prepare for that knowing that if you are competing in a true amateur event right or right. Right, strictly amateur rules right you, you don't you can you can effectively use a different ball or a different club and then you've got to decide hey do i want to do i want to play with the rolled back equipment all the time knowing that it's it's going to cost do me you in these tournaments with that yeah Right. just It creates a lot of confusion and complications.
1: Well, and equipment companies are having such an easy time sourcing product right now and getting things to market. There's no supply chain issues. And maybe back up a second, too, is this, like you mentioned, this, you know, 2015, 16, whenever USGA kind of started studying this. Remind me again, Tony, what problem are we trying to solve? Um.
0: Ball go too far, obsoleting classic. Ve- I, you know, it, it's one of these things. And, and like honestly, help me too. understand what. So if you go back problem? and look, so the USGA thinks the ball is going too far, right? You're going to okay. obsolete courses, and there's a whole laundry list of things that that are supposedly happening because the ball is going too far, like far people building eight thousand yard courses that they have to maintain, and that's bad for the environment, and you're obsoleting classic venues, and score relative to par is. Is way too low et cetera, et cetera. and then you realize and, and this is kind of if you go back and look at the response to what came out this year so manufacturers had the option to weigh in right. and this is this is a little frightening so public comments from manufacturers only two so only titleist or excuse me accoutionate formally accoutionate and paying bothered to comment publicly i suspect that the some of the others at least have commented and have chosen to keep those comments private which you know if I want to know, like, if you've got a stake in this game as an equipment manufacturer, I want to know what side of the fence you are. Um, yeah, I want to know what
1: your feelings are. Um, I think is it a job? If I think it's if chicken shit to keep it off the record. Yeah, um, if you're an equipment sure. company and you want people to buy your products and have any type of trust in what you're doing, etc. Don't consumers kind of deserve to know where you stand? Yeah, and I, like as I want to know. Hey,
0: are you are you with the golfer? Are you supporting the idea that amateurs should be able to hit the ball as the current set of rules, as far as the current rules allow for? Are you are you thinking maybe a rollback would give you a competitive advantage? I don't know, right? But all I know, and again. Be great Maybe to hear it is from you. It's just ping. Maybe it is just ping and titles who bothered to say anything, but I, I suspect that it's it's more than that and some people are choosing to remain off the record at this
1: point or off I, the public record. I would bet um, a large steak dinner that that you're correct.
0: But it's interesting. Um there is you can you can go to the insights page and, and track it down, but there's a lengthy response from Ping's Ping's response is relatively brief. It's basically they think it's they don't agree with the idea of limiting driver length to 46 inches uh, or implementing the model local rule, I believe. Whereas Akushnik gives a pretty long and detailed response, which which my takeaway is apart from vehemently being against a rollback, their position is the USGA's data. The data provided by the USGA does not support the USGA's conclusions of the distance <laughs> problem. Uh, and it's interesting, too. One other thing that, that I found is you know, sort of how do you define you know, the elite golfers who are, who are being impacted by this distance problem, who are, who are benefiting from it, who are obsoleting courses, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, Titleist puts that number at 001 percent of all mm-hmm. golfers, well, that, and and let's say let's say there's a rounding error there, and instead of 0.01, it's actually, it's actually just point, zero. It's point <laughs> one. And if you have, so you're gonna you're gonna essentially change the equipment rules for one hundred percent of golfers when ninety nine point nine and change have no issue whatsoever, and we see this yeah. in the Arco's data, right? The average driving distance is what. 220,
1: 218, 218 to 220. two eighteen to two twenty. Give or take. There. You're
0: not obsoleting. You're not obsoleting a putt putt with that kind of driving.
1: You're system. not that's, obsoleting. That's that's anything. the reality. So it's yeah, it's any again just protecting venues and. I There's going to be but... more on this on oh. USG. I mean the we're getting what we're hearing anyway. Right? Is we're hearing more and more rumblings that. We're getting closer to going from areas of interest, like, hey, we're thinking and talking about these. You got to think they're already further down whatever roadmap that is. And this is just what they're saying. I think
0: think they are going to go from having some interest in a lot of things to a narrower focus on a few things. With imminent type of. Yeah, and it, it seems you know it. It sounds like the golf ball is high on that list. Driver ML sure. and CT keeps coming up, and you know they they make passing reference to it, but they don't talk about how much the the grass has been cut in in no. over the last several decades, where you've gone to you know basically. <laughs> I guess mean, it's like from going from shag to berber.
1: Well, it's going from like right yeah, away. yeah. It's going from you know they used to putt on what are now our current fairways and we're now putting on what used to be, you know, garage floors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're going to come back to this topic. There's going to be more focused uh pieces potentially, maybe have some guests on with unique and particular insights into this as we know more, but you mentioned Arcos and I wanted to, uh, cause it's got me thinking a little bit, okay, where we are future moving in, what is the most essential piece of technology that you use on a daily basis relative to golf? Like the one piece of technology that you could not live without.
0: I, I wouldn't say I use it on, the, on a daily basis at this point. I wish I wish I had the, the capability, the space to do it. But I think the launch monitor has to be the thing, right? Like if you look. Yeah, I, I, I certainly wouldn't do a club fitting without a launch monitor. I think we're way past eyeballing that shit. Fall <laughs> light um, <laughs> Looks good. Um, certainly in their guys go back, right? Fitting and hitting into a net. That looks good. Yep. Um, good so, start. Oh, you smoked that one. So, yeah, I think the line, again, the pros, right? Let's look at the, the their driving range at any PGA Tour event. It's... <sighs> Everybody's. I say everybody has at least one, and a lot of guys have two. And uh, so yeah, I think have. I think the launch monitor is is the one thing that is probably the the fundamental piece of golf technology right now,
1: unless you count something like a lawnmower. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think you know as, as digital. we go forward, and I agree with you on the launch monitor because, like, you think about okay, getting fit, data, information, and you know there are people that will say you know they don't want to play with a range finder. They don't let say, hey, this feels like – I grew up playing. This feels like a 7-iron. This looks like an 8-iron, whatever. Okay, great, totally fine. Um, But when it comes to the metrics and, yeah, like you said, getting fit for equipment, being able to tell is something, you know, is A, better than B, you look kind of pre-launch monitor and post-launch monitor. What's the next Rubicon to cross, like where we say, hey – We're not going to go back. Even people that were, I would qualify as like neo-Luddites have said. John Gordon. John Gordon would even admit that the launch monitor is probably imperative to industry development, probably his own game, etc. What is that next thing that we're going to look back on and golfers are going to go, you know what? I don't see us ever going back. Pre-launch monitor. We're not going to go back. Pre, what? What is the next thing to?
0: i You know, I don't. I don't know that I. I know for certain. I can tell you what I. I'd like it to be. What, what I, would you I like it, it to be? No, I, I, I want the shot. The shot tracking things. The your Arcos, your shot scope, those kind of things where. Every shot is tracked. It's recorded. You get insights into your game. Tell you what to work on. For example, I had just recently learned that I suck from 25 to 50 yards with a wedge, and uh, of late I have also sucked on putts inside 10 feet. And so that's you know that that's new, but it's it's, it's fun to know. But uh, yeah, I think. Ideally, everybody would have access to those kind of insights and be able to to take those and whether it's to an instructor or to a arrange and know what to work on to improve the game. but as we've said countless times right the hurdle remains the fact that these are not at the point where they're yeah you know, ron popeel style set it and forget it mm-hmm. um you it it takes maintenance right I'm, I'm yeah in I'm in the Arcos interface pretty much i don't do it every hole i go back every few holes and just make sure that hey you know um it it counted shots correctly it didn't get a double tap with a putter it didn't miss anything i used my putter from off the green let's transition that to a chip hey i was in a bunker but it thought i was next to the bunker so let me make sure it knows that i was in the sand yeah so there's all those kind of things and when you when you get everything right and put the data in accurately, you get really amazing insights, but it's, you have to be willing to put in the time. Uh, and I don't, I don't think golfers by and large are willing to put in the time yet. Whereas a launch monitor, you just walk in and you hit and go, oh, there's, there's numbers.
1: Yeah. Somebody else can use it. Somebody else can do it. Yeah. I think my other answer to that, I think, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. My, mine is like the app based golfing world. And and what I mean by that is, the things that golfers are going to be able to do without actually interfacing like with another human in, in like human space, right? Like kind of the zoomification of industry. Like, can I get fit without actually going to a fitter? Can I review my data with a, a, you know, an application that then tells me you just, yeah. I mean, like you said, you said, Hey, I learned that I really sucked from 25 to 50 yards or whatever. Well who told you that? Arcos. Arcos. Okay. So Arcos it's nose. Right. It's that. It's I can upload a couple swings, right? And for an instructor on the other side, I can get feedback from that instructor, maybe really high-level instructors, maybe you know, maybe. Like uh, uh, Mark Blackburn, right? Like I know Rapsodo is doing some stuff with, with him as well as a guy like Sasha McKenzie. And people saying, hey, what can, I, what can I work on? And all I had to do was get a couple swings, upload them, da-da-da. So to me, it's kind of this digital, like I said, kind of a zoomification of I don't actually have to be in the same room with you to get a lesson, get fit for clubs. Um, you know prepare for a round what about like you know, it's, using it's
0: interesting because if you look at the instruction the world of instruction like, online instruction i would say has reached the point i'm not saying everybody's doing it but it's not uncommon right there are There are websites devoted to it. Is it Skillist where you you can go in and and choose your instructor? You can literally hundreds of them. You have have instructors who have exclusive that that don't even work through Skillist, but have almost exclusively online programs. And so if you, you kind of think about, hey, where's the next adaptation of this model? Like, well, what if what if my foresight was was cloud connected or my. Mm-hmm. especially as prices come down what if my my bushnell or my sky yeah, or even my mevo plus right what if yeah. what if these things were i cloud connected so- in yeah. real time and i could you know just just go to a range or or a or a, a, a hitting bay where i can hit real golf balls because again i'm going to be big on that when it comes to club fitting hit real golf balls hit what you would play but right if there's an opportunity to do that where you know maybe there's a camera on you and the the data is being transferred in real time to the fitter screen. Right. <clears throat> and again, it's at this point you're you're talking about making educated recommendations because you know, the the only place that's gonna have a situation where you know the guy on the other end goes, hey, all right, you know, why don't you put this shaft into this head? Well, right. then if you have the ability to do that, chances are you're already at <laughs> a fitters. Right. So right. it's it's not perfect, but again, it's it's taking that what is now just like you said, Zoom. It's like, hey you and I are going to have a conversation and I'm going to make a recommendation based on right. on what you tell me you do. The next step of that is show me what you do and I'll make an even better recommendation. And then again, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe we'll get to the point where it's, you know, something, something wild, like, Hey, all right, I'm going to watch you take a handful of swings. Then I'm going to, then I'm going to send you a package that that contains various combinations. I might think that right. I think might work and you know, shipping yeah. and, and li- liabilities and things like that become a little bit tricky, but I think, You know, where where could it go?
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that that is going to be better than an in-person lesson with Butch Harmon or something like that. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it could be infinitely better than whatever you're doing right now. So, like, I think of, you know, over the last two years, like the explosion, talking to a buddy of mine, he and his wife are both doctors, and they said, you know, they'll spend maybe 40% of their time now doing, like, telemedicine, right, and doing those things. They... I'm I'm now able to see, you know, X percent more people during a week and help them, right? Think, theoretically, they're healthier. Ideally. <laughs> ideally, right? But say, hey, you know, as opposed to not getting the appointment, not going in to see your doctor, not doing anything, half an hour, say, hey, I think it might be this or, geez, you really need to come in and see me or whatever. So no golf at all. We're going to need to cut all. that off. Yeah, you we're going yeah, to need to cut both of <laughs> those gotta off. Go. That's, <laughs> that's got to go. Cut it out, you know? We or need to amputate, whatever it is. Or I can just sit in my basement, do nothing, never get better at golf. Or, hey, if you can take these kind of swings, upload, da-da-da, now you can actually get a lesson, get some feedback, which is better than – because you weren't going to go fly out and see that instructor anyway.
0: Probably. right? And it's – it, I mean, we constantly talk about the idea of a, of a good, better, best model. Right. So from a fitting perspective, best, yeah. right? That's That's in-person – with a with a reputable fitter, give me the give me the guys at Pete's Golf. Give me TXG. Right, let's go let's go see Ian TPI. Um, do a wedge fitting at TPI yeah, maybe. Let's let's, let's yeah let's best. go uh, let's go see our guys. Right, let's go see Aaron and Nick again. Yep that that's kind of that's your best. Yep and good is like hey let's let's get on a on a Zoom and chat a little bit and tell me about your game and what you have now and and what's not working for you and then better is let's let's take that conversation
1: and make it virtual with
0: some real-time data
1: yeah you hit like you said you hit some balls to this connected device and it sends me the data. okay here's what i'm seeing here are a couple options and it's going to be better we're going to need to cut it off tony i'm sorry but that that issue here yeah it's done it's out we got to cut it off so digital divide yeah i mean we'll see who knows? But just you know, a couple thoughts. I'd love to hear from people. What do you think? You know, what what you know, listeners, people out there. What do you think is that next divide? Or are, are Tony and I just dumb shits that can't figure it out? Like we're getting old, <laughs> <American soul. laughs> right? What do you guys think? What's out there? Um, again though, I'm I'm Chris. Find us and follow us. Golf Spy T, Golf Spy C. We're out there. Find us, follow us, and it's uh, so easy. Until next time, I could mess with him though, because I
0: could be gossed by TC, but I didn't. I didn't. I just started, so.
1: We out.